Hi everyone, my name is Nick Wood, Head of Investment Fund Research at Quilt Achievement. Welcome to the latest edition of The Fund Buyer, the podcast for all things related to the world of fund research. Before we start, my usual reminder that you can sign up to be notified about future podcasts on the Quilt Achievement website, or simply follow hashtag QCFundBuyer on LinkedIn. As ever, you can now find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts for those of you that pick up your podcast that way. Let me begin by wishing all listeners a, a very happy new year and thanks for joining me for the first fun buyer of 2023. I suspect most of us will be glad to move on from 2022 from an investment perspective at least. A year of extremes, uh, primarily on the da- downside for those invested in almost all regions and asset classes. So in today's fun buyer, I'm going to reflect on the best and worst from the fund world in 2022, as well as some thoughts on what investors might need to consider in 2023. So let's start by looking back to 2022. A list of best and worst performers from the UK domiciled fund universe highlights several themes. A handful of energy-focused funds dominated, led by Guinness Guinness Global Energy, returning 49% last year. Also in the top 15, it's interesting to see several long-short funds featuring. So the absolute return space continues to be a difficult one to find consistency, But for some at least, 2022 provided a fertile ground for shorting and provided investors some protection and diversification. Latin American funds, uh, a pretty rare breed these days, were also high up the list. Also in that list was the um, Invesco Emerging Markets ex-China fund, which I thought was interesting. It's intriguing that we've um, begun to see EMX China funds begin to, to be launched. The narrative when I first heard of these was uh, was really um, two or three years ago and, and that investors would, would want dedicated China exposure and that China would become its own region like Japan. That may well be the case in, in the long term, but perhaps in the short term, there are at least some investors who will see EMX China as, as a way of avoiding China altogether if they are sufficiently nervous about the short and medium term prospects and politics of the country. At the bottom of the list, it's not a surprise to see funds with large amounts of exposure to uh, Russia struggle in 2022, uh, as many mark down those holdings to zero. It's also hardly surprising to see some tech and US funds down uh, in the bottom 10, given the experience the, the mega cap companies had last year, with most being brought back down to earth following a very successful pandemic period. And finally, as a nod to the political chaos that was imparted on the UK during the Liz Trust Premiership, two UK gilt funds found themselves among the worst performers. Last year, it saw a real breakdown in the diversification element of government bonds. But with inflation now seeming to have peaked and expectations around interest rates coalescing at a lower level, um, we expect that this could just be a blip for the gilt funds heading into 2023. Turning to the investment trust world, A number of top performers are involved in aircraft leasing, an often complex and and very different sort of return generator. These have struggled in recent years as a result of the pandemic, but bounced back strongly due to supply chain shortages and and major aircraft companies struggling to deliver planes on time. This is clearly quite a niche area. Um, More broadly, the, the best performing investment trust sectors were commodities, hedge funds and Latin America, similar to the open ended world. Renewable energy infrastructure and global equity income were the other two sectors to produce a positive return. And at the other end of the table, having been in the top 10 in 2021, it was a tough year for those investment trusts that focused on 
early stage private companies. The rising interest rate environment has made valuing these companies much more challenging. And as such, the overall share prices of the likes of Chrysalis and Shahalian, the, perhaps the two most well-known of this type of investment trust, have taken a substantial hit. Interestingly, many of the laggards are recent launches too, with, with uh, some of them coming to market as recently as 2021. This may serve as a reminder to investors that investment trust launches may often come at a time when, when the market for those investments um, is at its hottest and thus um, they must proceed with care. Staying with investment trust world, um, it's been well documented that this, this has been a fallow year for IPOs with none getting off the ground. First time this has happened since 1978. However, the listed investment trust space continued to raise assets pace in the secondary market, with the AIC reporting a, a £5.2 billion raise to mid-December for the year. Uh, £2.4 billion of that was raised by the renewable energy and, and infrastructure sectors, sectors alone. Uh, but again, it'd be interesting to see whether in the new era of higher bond yields, demand remains uh, quite as robust in 2023, although I suspect there will certainly be ongoing demand. We should also touch upon the active management industry. Uh, and I'm afraid to say it's it's been a difficult year all around and, and, and nowhere has that been more pronounced than with active UK equity managers. Whilst the UK market as a whole was the one major area for a UK-based investor to register a positive return, if you're invested in the average UK All Companies Fund, as calculated by the Investment Association, you lag the market by around 9.5%. UK equity income funds uh, uh, did better on average, but were still 2.5% behind, despite their natural value bias. Now, none of that uh, great news um, in the last uh, year, although I would say if you, if you look over the longer time period, uh, investing actively in the UK uh, market has been something that has you know, been a real source of alpha over time. Um, in part, the, in, in 2022, um, the, the issues have been down to the extreme underperformance of, uh, in the UK of, of mid-cap shares versus large caps. Both the concentration of the UK market and the outperformance of the largest stocks left it a difficult task for active investors to pick all the winners uh, and have them in sufficient size. Top four stocks by contribution added around 8% in absolute performance. Um, that was uh, BP, AstraZeneca, Glencore and, and Shell. Um, the question is, will we, will we be talking about the bags stocks this year, uh, this year as well? Well, given I've just made that acronym up, probably not, but who knows? Looking across other regions, 2022 certainly was not a vintage year with the IA peer group average generally lagging uh, the, the respective indices, but certainly much closer than in the UK. Um, the global equity income sector was the one exception that, that I've seen where the, the natural value bias was very helpful uh, and that left the sector around 7% ahead of MSCI Acqui. So what else do investors need to consider closely in 2023? Uh, the, the dollar must be high up on the list. Uh, in Q4, we saw the first period of sustained weakness following a long run up against other global currencies. That said, so far strategies are not predicting that this will continue apace. But certainly some fund investors might be beginning to dust off those hedge share, hedge share classes if, if they haven't already. 
A weaker dollar is usually a more positive environment for emerging markets in particular. Um, we also start this year with China moving away from its zero COVID policy, as well as introducing economic and regulatory policies more orientated towards growth. And it may be that China and emerging markets as a whole have a, a much stronger year. And finally, the eternal value versus growth debate will no doubt continue. The, the derating of higher growth stocks has been extreme and severe in 2022, whilst energy has been a key driver of value indices. So unlikely we'll see that repeated to the same extent this year. But on balance, it doesn't seem unreasonable to think that other parts of the value side of the coin might outperform um, in an environment where rates are still rising and inflation, whilst likely to have peaked, may yet prove stickier than some predictions might have us believe. Finally, the drawdown in bond funds has, has again been incredibly painful, but we now have the opportunity to invest at, at more reasonable levels and, and with a meaningful yield. And the 60-40 portfolio now looks more investable. So I'm going to finish there with today's start of the year roundup. Um, we're all inundated with predictions at this time of the year, so I hope I haven't simply added to the pile. There is one cast iron prediction that I will make. As ever, we will inevitably be challenged by events that the market is yet to predict, as is always the case. But that's what makes our job so interesting. So that's it from me today. As ever, thanks for listening and stay safe.